Welcome to another episode of Seriously in Business, the podcast where we chat branding, business, and marketing. And I have a really incredible interview for you today. This is a little bit of a different episode um, because Desiree isn't just um, a business owner. She's also a mum. And while I've chatted to plenty of mums before, this time we're going to go deep into what it is like to run a business and have a family and how Desiree kind of helps us to think about ways that we can manage our home, manage our life, manage everything. So particularly if you're like me and you are running a business and being a mum, and managing the household, then this is a really cool episode for you. I have also been on Desiree's podcast, so I'll put the link for that in the show notes below. Um, but in essence, have a look at the episode there because we kind of, I kind of get a bit personal around my life and what it kind of looks like um, running a business and the struggles that I face doing that. So head over to her podcast and have a listen to that one. But in the meantime, let's check out this episode with Desiree and I hope it inspires you. I hope it motivates you and I hope it gives you a little bit of direction um, because I know this journey can be tricky at times. All the love. Welcome to Seriously in Business, the podcast for all things branding, design, marketing, and business strategy for your small business. Hi, I'm your host, Jackie Norton, pro graphic designer and coach at White Deer Graphic Design. This is a podcast for small business owners, aka entrepreneurs who love to have fun and take their business seriously. We'll be diving into DIY graphic design and the crucial role it plays in building a successful business, a business that is not only your passion, but is taken seriously by the world. You'll also get to learn key branding insights from yours truly, as well as gleaning marketing strategy and business advice from epic industry experts. I've supported hundreds, if not thousands of women over the last 10 years to transform their brand and design and in doing so, helping them build successful and sustainable businesses while living the life they love. And today I get to do the same for you. Join us every week for a new episode, ready to fuel you with inspiration, equip you to thrive and get you looking seriously in business. So welcome Desiree to the podcast. I'm so excited to chat with you today. How are you? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me. Hey. So for those of my audience who don't know you, could you give us a bit of like an overview of maybe a bit, a bit of an overview of what you do and then maybe tell us of your journey of getting to this point in your life and business? Yeah, I'm a Christian life coach and I originally started off actually when I had my first son about almost five years ago now, which is crazy, um, looking into options for working at home. And I pretty much got into like virtual assistant work and I did specialize in like Pinterest marketing and that was fun, but I didn't feel like I could truly do what God was calling me to do, to encourage and help other moms throughout the journey that I was going through and learning, you know, starting off with dealing with the overwhelm and stress of being a first time mom and trying to just figure out, like, I feel like I was always kind of health conscious, but having a kid really motivated me to be even more health conscious. And so I was really looking through like all the toxins that are in our world overall, because, you know, there's evil in the world. And I started really switching out those products. And sometimes that looked like buying something or making something. And I pretty much thought about like all these things I'm doing, how can I really tie that into focusing on God and helping others focus on God? And so Fast forward a little bit down the road, and I actually created the Holistic Life Academy, which is my coaching program, where I take people through creating schedules, routines that help eliminate, you know, all that stress of just struggling and trying to get all the things done as a mom. And then I looked into like, okay, I'm going to help 
moms go through, like, what's the nutritional support that they need? And then I'm going to help them look at, you know, getting rid of those toxins and okay, what do we need to do for the things we can't control? And that's where like the biblical mindset really came in to, you know, taking the time to breathe and pray and focus on God's word. And so this program has been created and it's really been able to reach moms in a way that only honestly God can working through me. And I'm so thankful to be able to do that. And that's pretty much how I got from, you know, point A to B. (laughs) (laughs) That's a great journey. Thank you for sharing that with us. I just love how things can just so naturally progress um, as we kind of follow 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 the breadcrumbs of where God might be taking us um, Mm -hmm. in our passions and the the things that we care about. Um, Okay. So the next question I've got for you, I ask to all of my guests, but I feel like this is particularly helpful and insightful for, um, for, for us today, because like I was thinking, I was going to post in a business page this week of like, does anyone have a podcast that I can listen to that literally just is business owners talking to business owners that are mums trying to share how on earth you manage life and business. (laughs) So this is almost a little bit of an insight into that, which I'm excited about because I think sometimes it can get so overwhelming, particularly I know all my listeners are business owners as well, and plenty of them will be mums. And so I hope that we can kind of get a bit of an idea around, yeah, some ways that we can manage that a little bit. And um, yeah, so what I want to ask you is what is your ultimate day in life and business like? Like, so just taking us through from start to finish of what is it, what does an average but really cool day look like for you? Yeah. So I kind of have it broken down into two different types of days that I have in my work week, because I have, like, as we talked about, I have three boys. So a four-year-old, a two-year-old and a three-month-old. I'm married. We have a little homestead here. Um, So we have a lot of stuff going on. And so to manage all those things, I really had to figure out a schedule that worked. I'm primarily at home with the kiddos and my husband has his own job that he's out of the house. And so that really has looked like I have a couple of days. Well, I have to preface this with the fact that I really wanted something that was balanced, not just for myself, but also for the whole family, including my husband. So my husband and I actually trade off days in the first part of the week so that we both get to get done the things that we need to get done. So on a day that is like a Tuesday, which would be a day that my husband would be able to, you know, have his time to get extra stuff done. And I'm not going to have the extra support. It's going to be a more relaxed day. So that's going to look like the standard things of when I wake up first thing in the morning after I've, of course, like gotten the things I need, like some food going, started a load of laundry, I'll hop on my phone and I will check out like just kind of the immediate things, you know, I'll check my email, I'll touch in on my Facebook group, uh, social media, stuff like that to see, you know, if I have any messages, I'll have a little bit of engagement time, typically around 10 to 15 minutes. And then I will move on to going to like finishing breakfast and, you know, enjoying that with the kids, getting them taken care of. We'll have some homeschool time because yes, we homeschool also. (laughs) We'll just add that to the list. No worries. Easy done. (laughs) Yes. So we'll do that. And then I'll get a task done around the house and then I'll move into my next check-in time. So I'll do a little bit more engaging for around 
10 to 15 minutes again and check in with all the things. Um, then I will move on to lunchtime with the kiddos and getting them down for a nap. Now, my younger two do nap, but obviously it's a little more complicated with the older one and the youngest one. So what that looks like is with the older one, he will have his independent playtime if he doesn't want to sleep. And then the middle one, he sleeps. And then the youngest one, sometimes he's sleeping because he's, you know, three months old. And sometimes he's right here with me and just nursing and hanging out. And I will have about two hours there that I get focused work done. And that's where I get like the bulk of my work done is during that independent playtime, nap time. Then I will go on, you know, with the usual stuff, probably another task, hanging out with the kids and getting dinner done. And I'll check in one more time for engaging around 10 to 15 minutes. Now, that's typically what my days will look like with work. Um, Now, when I have help from my husband on my days, the only difference would be is like what we're doing right now. We're on a Wednesday. And so this is one of my days that I have extra time for work that is undistracted And my husband, you know, when he gets home from work, he takes over with the kiddos and I can get in an extra like three hours of work. And so I do that a couple of times out of the week as well. So that's pretty much like the outline of what my schedule looks like for working. That's really cool. And I like, I was, I always wonder how people manage with like, I've only got the one kid for now, but like get the the nap times with the older kids and the younger kids. And I've heard of like having the older kids who don't nap have a quiet time and I'm really yeah. I'm into that idea. Although apparently my dad tells me I napped until I was five. So I'm really hoping Ooh. my kids are all just like me. Wouldn't that be the dream? <laughs> I don't think any of my kids will be like that. They usually oh. start phase out like the middle one. He's two. He's already starting to switch to where he's napping for like an hour and a half instead of the two hours. Yeah, so I mean, maybe you'll be blessed with that. Maybe not, but that's okay. Because independent playtime is so great because yeah. not only is it time for you to have a little bit of you time, but it's also time for your kid to learn like, Oh, what do I do when I'm bored? And how can I figure out some things on my own? And it's good for them as they get older to practice those things. So I really enjoy that aspect of it too. How did you frame that when you were first introducing the independent playtime to him? So he would take naps and then he would start waking up a little bit earlier. And so when he woke up earlier, I would, you know, let him know around this time he was three that we really had to switch to it because he would just kind of play on his own, honestly. Hmm. He would just wake up and play in the room on his own. So I didn't really have to introduce it from that two to three when the nap started to switch, but three to four, he'll more so come out and be like, Hey, let's come and hang out. Like I'm awake. I want to play with you. And I would let him know, like mama has some work time. I explain it to him. You know, kids can understand so much more than we give them credit for. And not to mention like the Holy spirit, you know, can explain things in ways that we don't really understand and just help us give understanding. And so I'll just explain to him, like, I'm going to do some work right now. You know, dad, dad goes to work. Mama works here on the computer. Like God has blessed us to be able to, you know, have a situation where mama's at home still, but I need some focus time for me right now and to get some work done. So you can go ahead and play with some toys and I'll, you know, redirect him back to his room to play. And thankfully, while the other one is sleeping in the bedroom, we have a playroom. 
So that works out to where I have him playing there. If I was somebody that did not have a playroom, I would probably have him come and hang out in here and play quietly and or in the living room. That could be another option too. Yeah. Cool. That makes sense. I like that. Yeah. Just yeah. Putting things in the bank for like when she turns three and four <laughs> and maybe starts to be thinking about dropping the naps and hopefully we have another kid by then. Yeah. Great. Noted. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so what do you do? Just a question. Are you, do you work yeah. at all in the evenings or do you just relax, chill with your husband, do not work stuff? So like right now is kind of, it's really only when it's the Mondays and Wednesdays is how it's worked out in my schedule. And that's something, you know, my husband and I worked out. He has Tuesdays, Thursdays. I have Monday, Wednesday. Friday is reserved for family day. Saturday and Sunday is more for like errands, Sabbath, stuff like that. And so as far as like, well, really touching on like Saturdays really quick. Sometimes I will occasionally work on Saturdays and I know technically Sabbath is Saturday with all the whole schedules, you know, that's been changed in our society. And so we actually do try to practice um, our Sabbath on Saturday. And since I see my work as my ministry, if I occasionally have something to do, it's my way of loving others. And that is giving glory to God. And so I'm okay with that. If there's an occasional event, maybe I do in person or online. And I do that for a little bit on Saturday, but I do aim not to. Um, now, as far as like the evenings, I typically will only do that on the Monday and Wednesdays. And so that's when like, right now my husband is watching the kiddos you know, I already got dinner ready for them and I get to hang out here for a few hours, but I do have a boundary set in place, which I know we'll talk on that a little bit more, but one of my boundaries is not to work past nine o'clock because I know that I won't feel good in the morning (laughs) and I won't want to wake up in the morning if I don't go to bed at a proper time. And so I have to have that time to kind of wind down So I'll stop at nine so I can wind down from like nine to 10 and then I'll actually fall asleep around 10 and then I wake up anywhere around six to 7am typically. And that is varied throughout the years. Um, Right now with a newborn, that's kind of been what it is. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Cool. That makes a lot of sense. Thank you for sharing that. And so, yeah, as you said, I wanted to chat to you about work boundaries and those different things. And so could you explain, I guess, a little bit of why, what, boundaries are and why they can be important for us, especially as business owners and parents? Yeah. So boundaries to me would just be like something you're putting in place. I'm sure there's like, if you look it up online, oh, that's my little one there. It's okay. If you guys hear little one, husband's got them. But um, pretty much any boundary would just be like, if you're looking it up online, like I said, I'm sure there's a different definition or specific set example but like to me it would be just this is something I'm holding myself accountable to if I say that I'm going to do this then I'm going to do this and for a certain reason so for example let's go with what we were just talking about like if I say I'm gonna work until nine because I need to get to bed at a healthy time like it really just is setting you up for your healthy habit to have like you have to pay attention to these things because if you don't, like you could either not work enough or you could overwork. 
And you'll be wondering like, why do I feel so stressed and overwhelmed? And I notice the times I do go over and test my boundaries, I feel that way. I'm like, oh, I just needed to stick to it, you know, because you'll feel it and you'll be like, I really shouldn't have done it. Yeah. So I guess they kind of, the things that we put in place to just help to keep us mentally help, help, happy, spiritually happy, physically happy, um, because we know that they're like, it's not a rule, but it's kind of like a rule. <laughs> yeah. Just things that we've just like said that this is, I guess it's your past you trying to look after future you in a way. Yeah. Yeah. And some of them can be for present situations, yes, and present. but I mean, ultimately you're just kind of looking at like, okay, I need to do this for a certain reason. Like there's certain boundaries you might need to have just in place. I would say for health overall, because some boundaries could be like, yeah, if I'm working too much, yeah, it could affect me later on. But other boundaries could be like, I'm only going to work with certain people because like, this is going to be the best situation for me or for whatever boundary you've set in place. And you do really have to take a little bit of time to think about these and get clear on these and kind of work through those situations that come up in life. Because if you don't, you'll just be wondering like, oh, why am I feeling this way? Or what am I doing? And versus if you do, then you'll be able to navigate the situations much better. And, you know, if you didn't do it that time, it's okay. Navigate it a little differently in the future. Mm, yep. That's so true. Okay. So what do you think are some really great boundaries to be thinking about? Like you just mentioned the kind of people that we work with mentioned, um, like yeah, making sure that we're getting enough sleep. What other kind of boundaries should we be thinking about or that you love and, and, and use? Yeah. So I really like having the boundary of creating like undistracted work times and allowing for distracted work times. Okay. So we talked through my schedule some and pretty much I have that set time for like, Hey, I'm undistracted time right now. So when my husband puts the kids to bed in a little bit here, I've had a conversation with him. He's going to come in here and I love him. He's going to be trying to talk to me. And I'm gonna be like, Hey babe, I love you. I need to focus and get some work done. Cause this is my undistracted time. And then I can come and hang out with you. And so like, that's a boundary that I've had to not only set up for myself, cause I'll be taking double the time to get work done. And I've had to also communicate that with my husband. And so like, I had to really figure out like, Hey, why did it take me so much longer to get this task done? Oh, okay. That's why I kept stopping and talking to my husband. So really being clear on like, what are your undistracted work times and what are times that you have distracted work time? You know, when I might be checking in, touching base on my phone, but my kids are around, um, like, if I don't have to, I'm going to try to have podcast interviews or podcast recording when I'm not with the kiddos. If I am with the kiddos, okay, we'll make it work. But I do try to schedule it within that time. Um, Another area would be like paying attention to turning off notifications. This Mm -hmm. is a really good one. So we get all these different notifications on our phone, um, on our computers. So like turning off notifications and knowing that you have created set times to go in to handle those things. Um, cause otherwise you're putting in extra time and not necessarily where you need to be putting it. Um, 
I also will say this kind of goes along with sometimes I've had to put my phone on do not disturb because I will do a lot of work from my phone also. So I'm not getting like calls and texts in. And that has been a really healthy boundary for me to implement because then I'm not feeling tempted to like answer that text or whatever. Um, Another one. Yeah. Just on that one. Do you explain some of your boundaries to your clients? They know when and when not they'll expect to hear from you. Yeah. So with my clients, I have a weekly coaching call and that is when we chat. So like, they're not necessarily randomly reaching out to me. Uh, They can engage with me like in my Facebook group and in my DMS, you know, stuff like that. And I touch in, you know, a few times out of the day. And so they're kind of naturally used to that just because that's what I've always done. Um, as far as like the coaching program offer, they get their weekly coaching call and that is scheduled. So I haven't had to have that, you know, confusion there. And that's something that I, I really like mm-hmm. having implemented that way. So like, it's clear this is, and yeah. it's honestly better that way to me because going back and forth can take a lot longer. Um, I like having that sit down time to like, Hey, we're one-on-one let's dive deep into this and really get it figured out for you. Yeah. Yeah. That's really good. I, um, for my, some of my coaching programs, we have like a weekly call, but then they get support during the week. And I, I I let them know that I'm like, I'll be on this day and this day and this day and don't expect after hours, but it's like most of your replies are going to come after hours because that's when I'm actually working. Um, but it's it's just a matter of in my head being like, they're not necessarily expecting a reply in the next 24 hours. They don't need one ASAP. It's just, I can reply in those times that I've said, but I, sometimes I feel this pressure of like, oh, do I need to just get in there? What if this is an urgent thing? But I guess it's having, having those boundaries and expectations of like, no one else expects that of you just take the pressure off. Yeah, definitely. I mean, communication is always going to be the best. I would rather over communicate than under communicate. Honestly, that is something my dad has always like shared with me and I really work towards doing. Um, I would say definitely communicate with them and just let them know, you know, if you have like that 24 hour period, just like you said, you don't have to reach out to them right away. You know, you have that 24 hours. Nothing is honestly like life and death urgent. Especially with graphic design. I think they're going to be okay. (laughs) Yes. Like, you know, so just communicating what your boundaries are, you know, will really help with the clarity for everyone. Yeah, that's great. What's the next boundary we should be thinking about? Yes. So another one is like, if you're struggling with some of these like timing boundaries, a little like time hack I have found is setting timers. Mm. So whether that be like, you know that you're going to only work until a certain time, set an alarm. Like if you find you're constantly going over that time, set an alarm to go off. Or if you're really trying to just track how long you're working, you know, set a timer. There's the toggle app where you can track your time. Yeah. Like pay attention to like using that to your advantage. If you're not the best naturally with time management, like me, like I'm not naturally good at that. So I definitely have had to implement like timers and stopwatch, you know, all those sorts of things. Um, Another one would also be just, having like, I guess this kind of ties into a boundary in the sense of like allowing for God to guide you throughout all that you're doing. So like taking the time to pray and 
accept God's guidance throughout all of that and not just like creating all these boundaries on your own, like just really going to God to figure out like what it is that he's guiding you to do. Yeah. Yeah. That's probably always a really good one to always go back to rather than just, oh, I've got this really great idea. Oh, wait, that's actually not what is yeah. important or, or whatnot. That's really cool. Thank you for sharing. And you can definitely like, of course, and you can definitely reach out to like other like-minded friends as well that you, you know, trust for advice and, you know, experience the whole like iron sharpening iron, you know, when it comes to like, Hey, I really need some advice in this. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Good. Yeah. Cause we don't need to do things alone. Mm-hmm. isolation yeah and that's probably once we once, once we've got all those boundaries just making sure as you said we communicate that with everyone in our lives whether it's our clients whether it's our husband whether it's our kids whether it's our broader family or friends just so that it's everyone's everyone's really clear and it's like oh this all just makes sense no worries thanks mate yeah yeah <laughs> my grandparents will randomly call me and it'll be like nap time and I'm like hey it's nap time I'm getting some work done can I call yeah. in a little bit like yeah yep. you know, that can be just a simple way you let people know like hey this is when you're working I'll get back to them like <laughs> yep I totally do that as well I'm like this is <laughs> this is my two hours I need to be doing work right now so true. yeah that's so valuable. Thank you so much for sharing so much that boundary stuff and a bit of it, such a good insight into just, I guess, the behind the scenes of your life. I just, I yeah, as I said, I love hearing that kind of thing. It's really inspiring and just like, cool. It's not just super easy. We need to, it's, it's, it's a process and it's going to be different in different seasons and um, different depending on your kids and different depending on your work structure and what your husband does and all the different things. So it's cool being able to hear um, a bit of your perspective and insight into that. So thank you. Of course. I'm happy to share and if anyone would like to get in touch and work with you or learn from you or be in your world how can we jump in yeah well I have the holistic life um I have the holistic life academy coaching program which you can find that on my website at unprocessedmama.info if you want to just like hang out with me on instagram or in the facebook group um, my facebook group is unprocessed mama and Instagram, I have Unprocessed Mama Desiree. Um, my podcast is The Holistic Lifestyle. So I have a few different areas you can find me and hang out. Just send me a message. Um, and I also have a free resource for your listeners. I have a stress-free cleaning schedule example and template. So y'all can check out, like, we all have to clean the house and I know it can be stressful, but like, this is a system I've set up that has worked really well with all the things I'm doing. So you can see like my exact example and you can have like the blank template as well to craft it in a way that works just for your life personally as well, that I'll share with y'all to have too. Thank you. That's very kind. Um, Amazing. And so, yeah, jump on to Desiree's podcast as well. We're actually about to record an interview for her podcast of me. So if you want to head over and listen to me on her podcast, then do feel free. Um, So thank you for joining us today, Desiree. It's been such a beautiful chat. Thank you for having me. So thanks for watching that one. I hope it was so, so helpful for you. Make sure you check out Desiree's freebie. It is such a good one. And make sure you have a listen to my feature on her podcast as well. Um, And I'll see you next week for another episode. Bye. Well, you don't have to be sad. This episode is over. There is more. I would love to see you over on my Instagram at whitedeergd and we can chat, we can catch up, you can see what's going on, you can see all the different tips. Plus, if you'd like more freebies or more information or more help, just head to my website at whitedeer.com.au. See you next week.